add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and welcome back to Real Health with me, Carl Henry. For better or worse, the arrival of summer is a time when people find motivation to dust off their exercise routines and try and get back in shape. Here at Real Health, we're all about making fitness a long-term positive change in our lives. So how do we turn that drive to be fitter for summer into greater habits that will last long-term? Well, for many, heading to the gym is a really good place to start. This week on Real Health, I am delighted to be joined by co-founder and managing director of FFS Gyms, Rory McInerney, to chat about how to get the best out of your gym workouts and not waste our time on moves that will make very little difference. Rory, welcome to the show. How's it going? Carol, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Delighted to have you in. So it's a good time. The forecast for the weekend is 19 and 20 degrees. Sun is out. Bodies are out. People are definitely getting motivated again to get back in shape or get in shape. But the weather always gives people that kind of kick to to get started again, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like that spring clean kind of mentality. It's uh, winter's over, time to get ready. Uh, less daunting to get up early in the morning with longer hours, more daylight. So, yeah, something you see that little bit of a rhythm kicks in for people around this time of year. And we definitely see people talking about the summer, talking about holidays more. Um, I think in society, generally, that mindset shifted a little bit over the last few years. I think if you open the paper five years ago, it'd be your summer shred, your beach bod, that type of language is definitely on the decline, which I think is a really good, healthy thing for most people. Um, but yeah, generally, the mind does get a little bit focused this time of year and extra motivation, depending on how it's used, is, is always a good thing when it comes to health and fitness. And it's important that it doesn't become that late, uh, another kind of January quick fix scenario, that if you have got a holiday coming up, you're, you don't want to do that big, that 30 day shred because it doesn't last for the long term. They're generally really hard to do. There's nutrient elimination, all of that kind of stuff. And you know, there is a societal shift away from that. And that's a really good thing. Yeah, it's healthy. And I think that's it's something that, you know, we don't see it a huge amount in the gym with the clients that we coach because we try to build sustainable habits around, you know, even sustainable mindset around how you approach your nutrition, your exercise and your recovery. Um, you know, in saying that, like I said, people do tend to sharpen the focus a little bit. Um, but I think that's the key is to to not just look at it as a very short term thing. And how do I get the most bang for buck right now is to get the expectations right. And OK, I have something important coming up. How does it fit into my overall lifestyle? How do I not try and make short term changes? How do I use this bit of motivation I've got right now to encourage me to do something for the next six months instead of the next six weeks and a lot of people struggle with that it's not as glamorous to kind of think a little bit more long term but um you know fortunately like i said the mindset does seem to be shifting generally within society towards longer term results and um i think that's kind of the key for most people is to think that way and sustainable is very much the key word that anything you're thinking of doing if you're listening into the podcast today in terms of your health and fitness make sure that word matches it in terms of your food or your exercise or your approach to exercise, 
put sustainable beside it and make sure that they work hand in hand. Yeah, I think it's understanding what works for you as well. So like, right, for example, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, we've talked generally about society and the way things are shifting. But if you're listening to this thinking summer is coming up, I am feeling more motivated than usual. I'd sit down and say, right, what do I enjoy doing first? So I like going to the gym. I like lifting weights. I like running. I like walking. What, whatever you like doing, that's probably the foundation of what you're going to be able to sustain post this short period or this short term goal. So start with that. Then look at the things like, what am I willing to compromise on? I don't like the term sacrifice. What am I willing to compromise for not just this next six weeks, but what would I be willing to compromise on for the next six months? Because that's something that's low-hanging fruit. Go after that. Um, and there will be some kind of compromise. And that's normal yeah. in terms of you might have, you know, I don't know, a takeaway once every two weeks as opposed to three takeaways a week. And that might be your compromise. Or, you know, hanging out in the gym or hanging out in the pub versus going to the gym. That might be the compromise. So there are, there will be some form of compromise. And, that, and, you know, it's important to recognize that. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the key of what we like to see with, say, our, our clients in the gym. And not everyone, you know. It's, it's people who are generally in consistent routines of exercise it's because they enjoy it and it's part of their lifestyle. It's not like, oh God, I have to go to the gym three times this week. It's like, I like going to the gym or like I said, it doesn't have to be the gym. I like doing yoga. I like doing Pilates. Whatever it is, just it, it fulfills you in terms of this is something I like doing. It gives me something back. It's an economical transaction. I'm going to keep doing it and layer on top of that. So whatever that looks like for you, that's the one to layer on top of. Not come in and go, right, I hate going to the gym, but I'm going to have to go four times a week for the next six weeks because I'm going to Marbella or whatever it is. Because you're, A, you're not even going to do it for the four weeks because you'll get hurt if you're not used to going to the gym four times a week. Um, if you want to go from running 5K a week to running 40K a week, you're not used to that. You're probably going to get hurt. Your motivation will get knocked and you'll say, oh, that never worked for me. But you probably didn't go about it in the right way or with a way that like I said, is sustainable six months instead of six weeks. And that's the way, if people can think like that, they'll enjoy exercise more. Um, motivation will stay for longer and it will become discipline. I know Instagram at the minute is all, you know, motivation's a load of, I don't know if this is an R-rated podcast or not, but you know, it. it's, it's, it's a little shite um, and discipline is the key. And it is, but like discipline is something that you're, you're self-aware enough to understand I can be disciplined instead of saying I need to be a monk. Discipline is sacrificing everything. That's not the case. That's extremism. Whereas if you're disciplined to say, right, I've got a plan to train four times a week. This is what it's going to look like. That's the contract I'm writing with myself because I believe on day one I can achieve that. That allows discipline to become something that you can build on layer on layer on layer and you'll have longer term, more sustainable results for, for hopefully the rest of your life because your goals will change. The type of exercise you like to do will change. Uh, you might have kids, you might need to work remotely, you might need to do all these things, but you've built a good layer of discipline that you can chop and change what the activity looks like. And there's nothing wrong with that kind of motivation either. So if it is the Marbella body, the beach body, as 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 10 years ago would have been on the front of the magazines. Um, did just you write a, a few of those? I'm I did, I did. Okay, I, I sent them on to my producer before the show. <laughs> uh, I did. But, you know, and whether it's a wedding or whether it's an event or whether it's a holiday or a dress or running around after your children, that motivation and goes hand in hand with the discipline. Yeah, lean into the motivation. Like the motivation is a really good thing. I'm not suggesting like, and that's that's what I don't like about what you see online now is forget motivation. Well, well, no, like I need to be motivated to do something because I, I see a goal at the end of it. Or for me, I see a feeling at the end of something. So if I if I sit down and say, right, I'm trying to think of the last thing. Like I, I, want to, I did a triathlon last year. So I have slight midlife crisis, had a baby. <laughs> um, rugby had finished through COVID. So like, yep. you know, not, not the end to my, my glamorous sporting career I wanted. I've since foolishly went back a few weeks ago. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I, I wanted 
the feeling at the end of the triathlon mm-hmm. of, okay, I committed myself to 16 weeks of training. I committed myself to an event, something that my family could be there to, to watch me. My, my son could be there. And that's the picture I had in my head. It wasn't what I'd look like. It wasn't the time I'd run. It was that feeling I'd hope to get from it. And that made it easier to commit to the training program. It made it easier to do the, the 90 minute cycles to, to get to go swimming. We talked about when we were off air beforehand, the fear of sticking my head in yeah, the yeah. ocean versus in the swimming pool. Like all those things were easier because I was thinking, right, when I finish this in July in, in 10 weeks time, I'll have the feeling that I'm looking for. Now, the feeling is always different and sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. But if you're building towards a feeling that or, or you know, a sense of accomplishment, that's a lot easier than le- building towards a physical thing or a number. Um, and, and, and personally, that- motivates me more. And I think a lot of people, if they think that way, it'll help to stay consistent. And that goes hand in hand with kind of managing the expectations then, doesn't it? So, you know, you're saying there in terms of what you want to get out of it was having your family around you, that, that, that the sense of achievement. So as opposed to going in, trying to train as hard as you possibly can to set PBs into the fastest and all of that kind of stuff. And depending on what stage of life you're at, it is important to match your expectations to the stage of life that you're at and the amount of time that you have as opposed to trying to go go hard or go home when you've got two kids at home and all and you know and a, and a busy life at the same time and there's a critical element I had to beat my brother-in-law who was also doing the, <laughs> the triathlon so that that was key and um, that was a big part of the feeling but um no it is like we would have we talked to a lot of members in, in the gyms about listening to your body um now I'm conscious of saying that because sometimes when you say listen to your body people think that's kind of a an opportunity to sandbag or to not to not push the correct way and there's also the thing about train smart not train hard I, I don't like that either I prefer to say train with intent mm-hmm. so if you're training with intent it means you've put a smart plan in place that allows you to work hard at the right times but also allows you to ease off at the right times um, I, I think you talked in a podcast a couple of months ago maybe about um kind of introduction to running. So like 5K to marathon, you talked about the very start, first thing you should do is um, get your gait analyzed. So like, I would think that anyone who's starting a fitness journey or even who's on one already, some kind of a functional assessment mm-hmm. of, of how your body actually works. Now, I'm not saying go spend a lot of money to do this. There, there's, there's apps that you can do it on. There's You can go into most gyms. Um, you know, we use a basic functional overhead squat test. So that allows us when we see clients to say, right, this guy can't hold his hands over his head, right? So what's the point in, telling him, right, you can't do a vertical press or, or, you know, you can't do X, Y, or Z. Let's just find something he can do. Let's try to keep him healthy for longer periods of time because that's what kills motivation and that's what kills discipline. That guy gets injured, hurts his shoulder. I can't go to the gym. So I think understanding your body, understanding what will allow you to work hard when you need to, understanding when you need to rest. And I know my physio is listening to this saying, you don't follow that model all the time. And I don't <laughs> because I frequently like to probably go a little bit too hard on certain things and something blows up. But as I've gotten a bit older, Kids are in the mix. Uh, my back's been put out four or five yeah. times from changing nappies and picking oh, things yeah. up off the floor. You, you have to understand you, you can't do the things maybe you used to do. But I think once you understand your body and have a good plan in place for your body, you can go really hard at the right times and, and you know when to ease off as well. But it comes from fundamentally understanding yourself um, is the big thing. Okay, so you've made the decision. You're going to start. You're going to go to the gym. And you mentioned it there. So that where you're gonna, the first thing to start with is an assessment. Get yeah. some form of assessment done by someone who, who knows what, what they're talking about. Yeah, and assessments for me, this is a big reason why we probably started the business 10 years ago is like, I, I didn't like going to the gym when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I went a little bit when I was sort of 16, 17, 18. My kind of memories of an assessment are going into a small office, someone sitting there with a clipboard, they take my weight, get your BMI, and they say, right, here's a program card, go away mm-hmm. and do that. 
the fitness industry has changed a lot in in the last even three four years um so i think under like physically understanding how your body works where your weak points are no one likes doing rehab or no one likes doing you know prehab exercises that'll stop you getting injured but if, if your motivation is high right now and you're kind of feeling really motivated to get to the gym three four five times a week it's critical because if you're going from running 5k weeks to running 30k a week, if your glutes aren't strong enough, you're going to hurt yourself. Um, and then you can't train for two weeks and then you go on the holiday not feeling great. And then after the holiday, you've got a negative impression of exercise. And that one time I tried to work really hard and it creates this unhealthy relationship with the gym or with training. Um, and these things don't slow you down, by the way. You know, people are going, you know, you can start in the morning. You just need to go and try and, or even just do a quick health check with yourself what's been sore over the last six weeks okay my back's been sore my my pec has been sore my glutes been sore okay try look up online or speak to a professional some of the best exercises for those those muscle mm-hmm. groups or relief from those muscle groups or go to a physiotherapist or um someone who understands what they're talking about and then just make sure you have a plan in place for the next few weeks that will avoid putting extra stress on those areas we don't we don't have to overly complicate it a lot of people want to overly complicate it but just do no harm is the big thing if you go and, and you're kind of potentially compromising your body you have no chance long term okay so strengths and weaknesses basically find out what they are and work to that if you're in the gym people want to get the very best results mm. and they obviously want the quickest results which is a horrible thing because it does you know it doesn't come quick we chatted about that before we came yeah. on air as well but in terms of tips for people so they're not wasting their time what are your top tips well that's life though people want you, you want the best bang for buck in everything that you do. Um, I think in terms of time management in the gym, I, I'm obviously biased working in you know a group training environment. I think doing structured group training is, is the best way to maximize time in the gym and get the best results. I, I couldn't say otherwise or I wouldn't believe my own mm-hmm. product, but um, that can be at any level. That can suit any budgets. It can be large group classes. It can be boot camps. It can be smaller bespoke stuff like we might do. But you know what you're signing up for then you've committed to showing up to see somebody probably friends or or you know people with similar mindsets are going to be there that helps to motivate you but also there's a, there's a timeline on it i'm supposed to be in the gym from seven to eight o'clock it's not going to run over i'm not going to be waiting on a machine i'm not going to run into getting home to pick up the kids or whatever it is so commit to something where it's structured if you can't do that um, it's just being very clear in what you're going to do when you go into the gym if you're going for a run today's plan is to run for 45 minutes just stick to something that is that structured and that will help you because if you don't stick to a plan and if the times change and the parameters change it's so easy to just not happen or again build that negative association association with your routine uh, and then in terms of the exercises themselves um you know i'd be a big believer in multi-joint exercises your compound movements basically squats lunges push pull and hinges um, and you can supplement those with if, if they're the foundation of your program when you're going to the gym you're going to have a well-rounded physique first of all because you're not just working your, your chest all day doing bench press all the time <laughs> uh, you're going to be injury proofed to, to a much higher degree and compound as a word give us that Compa- people will read and see that all the yeah, time yeah so, so like just take it as an example you're, where you're working multiple joints so take your squat your ankle your knee your hip they're all moving you're, you're working your big muscle groups um, you know that applies for upper body lower body and then and you can supplement that stuff. So like that's, they're the big rocks. They should be in your program. You can supplement those with things you really enjoy. Like we use pushes, pulls, um, squats, um, carries, crawls, fun things. And if guys want to do a lot of arms at the end of sessions, we'll factor all yep. that in to make it fun. Um, but I think that's the foundation for your program because 
that's the stuff that transfers to if you do your goals will change so like I've, I want to do a triathlon I'm running the marathon this year a fundamental strength program that hits the big body parts will be massively beneficial to my life I'll be strong and healthy for life so if someone says to me do you want to do a sprint triathlon next month I haven't done any real specific training but I could probably get away with it uh, do you want to run 10k yeah I'd probably be okay with it now you get more specific you're, you're swimming 10 kilometers you've just told me yeah that's in about three months yeah, yeah. And, like, and it's all the stuff that you, you know you're t- we're talking about it's putting a plan in place you know it's specific it's looking at your strengths looking at your weaknesses it's surrounding yourself with like-minded people all you know and it's interesting that it's the same content or the same tips in many regards regardless of your sport or what you like it's kind of the same you know a lot of it's very similar which is important for people yeah and i think that's that's the key thing is you feel like every time you leave the gym, you have got bang for buck. Um, so, you know, they, they'd be the big things I'd always look to have to have in your sessions, those big compound movements. Um, they'll keep you healthy, they'll keep you strong for life or whatever whatever life throws at you. Um, and that's a, that they're the fundamentals that you can lean on over 5, 10, 15 years instead of, okay, I'm going to go do this, I'm, you know, fad and in inverted commas, I'm going to go this short-term thing because it's really cool, it's all over Instagram. The fundamentals of strength and conditioning and the principles of physiology and how you adapt to training they aren't changing. You know, fads will come and go. Things will be cool. Things will be sexy. Lean into those if they keep things fresh for you. But those fundamentals, they, they ain't changing, certainly in my or your lifetime. So. And of course, people will they'll jump into the cardio. They'll yeah. do the couch to 5K. They'll do the walks, the swims or whatever. It's the strength and conditioning they're less inclined to do. But actually, if you want to get in shape for the summer and it's, it is one of your key goals, you need to do your strength and conditioning. That's the, it's a crucial part of health and wellness. Yeah, so like, let's call a spade a spade. Most people decide to go to the gym for they want to look and feel better, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the, those two things go together. Look, feel, and then off the back of that comes perform, recover better, all these kind of things. But the majority of people come and they say, I want to look like I used to look or I want to look like this in the future. They generally involve some kind of body recompositioning. So what, what I would look at there is they want to increase their lean muscle mass and decrease their body fat. It's, it's as simple as that. Now, when I say that, this is another thing that's really positive about people's attitude towards training. When we opened the gym 10 years ago, we would have had probably 80% of our S&C classes, which is, you know, we're all about strength. We want to help people to become strong. Simple as that. We don't, we don't try doing a whole lot else. We want you to become stronger for training with us. 80% guys, 20% ladies training. We to do so much to try and shift that mindset, try and educate our female members. That, you know, to be 80% ladies doing the Metcon class mm-hmm, for high intensity course, and 20% yeah. of the guys. So we had to work so hard to kind of change people's mindset. But now strength is, it's, it's in the mainstream. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. And trust me, it's cool. Like that's, that's why I started a business. That's why I love doing what I, what I do. Um, and that's amazing that people are, but people are sort of scared about it because they see someone on Instagram doing squats or doing whatever. And they're like, how do I get to that point? Um, but it's, it's not scary if you're doing it in the right environment, if you understand what you're capable of. So, you know, doing a push-up is the same as doing a bench press. Doing a push-up off a box or off something elevated, it's the same movement. You just progress and regress as needs be. That's where good coaching comes in. That's where understanding your body comes in. Um, but yeah, I think it, it still is a little intimidating. But I think if you have an open mind, it, it's, you know, for people who, who don't regularly engage in strength training, um, it will help you to increase your muscle mass. It will help you to burn body fat. It will help you to look and feel better because you will feel stronger. And it will have the best crossover to, like I said before, any events that you want to do outside that. If you want to go play five-a-side with your mates, tennis, skiing, you, know, you want to go skiing, you don't want to tear your ACL on the slopes. Having stronger glutes will help that. Um, so, yeah. Lift away. Strength, strength for life. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Correctly, safely, form first. um, And yeah, you'll see the benefits quickly. And chat to me about food. 
What it's important. What do you want to talk about? You yeah. know, we've talked about all the physical kind of stuff. Go, to, you know, get your assessment done. You know, cardio, lift some weights, all of that. But you've got to eat healthy as well. Yeah. And again, you know, that idea of long term is the important thing when it comes to the food that you're eating. It's not a short term, high, super high proteins, light with yeah. zero carbohydrates or whatever. That whatever. There's always something new, but it's got to be sustainable. It mightn't be sexy. But what are your top tips? So a couple things on this. Like, food's a tricky one. You, know, you can't out-train a bad diet. That's kind of the big thing. I think people understand that now more than a few years yep. ago. Um, I think like people talk about a calorie deficit being you know the only way to lose weight. Like technically it is. You have to be in a calorie deficit. Uh, but I think calories are scary for a lot of people. And I personally am not a big fan of counting calories. We don't really do it with our clients. But we try because it it again promotes maybe short-termism. Um, we just try to teach people what it's like to eat healthily all the time. Now, that doesn't mean you do it all the time, but if you've got good basics and good fundamentals, you can go on holiday. You don't need to count your calories on holiday. So we, we, we use your hand, for example. Yep. So, you know, palm size serve, serving of protein, uh, a fist size portion of carbs. So if I'm out for dinner and I look and I go, right, my carbs are chips today. So there's about a fistful there. At least I know my portion control is yep. about right. Not the best quality, but, you know, food is food. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but okay, right, I can have a big steak. So that's at least I'm getting part of the meal correct. Um, and it's just a healthier way of looking at it instead of adding all those calories up and going, oh my God, the the Bernays sauce, you yeah, know, push yeah. me over by whatever. And it's easier to do that longer term yeah. because you always have your hands with you. you okay, you, so you're you basically ha- looking at your plate, it's it's portion plate concepts. Yeah. yeah. And I think with with food generally, um, I had a really interesting conversation with somebody in the gym yesterday who does work with um, with people around eating disorders and mm-hmm. disordered eating. And she, she was talking about a concept of everybody has, now people won't like this, and especially coaches in the Go fitness industry won't like this, but they talked about everyone having a certain set point. Okay, so if you were to look at pictures of yourself over the last 10 years, so just say you pick a picture the same mm-hmm. month over the last 10 years, you can do it very easily with phones these days. You'll get a pretty good average of what your body shape is. Oh, yeah, okay? yeah. Now, again, coaches won't like this, okay? But... That's kind of your set point. That's what you'll always gravitate towards. It's like if you're naturally quite fit, if you go on a holiday for three or four weeks, when you come back, it might take you a week or two to get back to your, mm-hmm. your, your set point for your fitness. So for people to look at what their set point is over 5, 10, 15 years, you know, a good variety, somewhere around there is where you will end up. Now, the yep. composition can be slightly different. So if I'm usually around 80 kilos, it's unrealistic for me to go, well, 70 is where I want to yep. get to. I could be 80 and quite lean mm-hmm. or it could be 80 and quite bulky it, mm-hmm. it, it depends but uh, starting to understand and be a bit more realistic you talked about expectations earlier what I might be able to achieve now I need to be really careful I'm not saying everybody looks the exact way that's you're never going to change it but that kind of general well, yeah, shape of is yeah. kind of your set point and then it's up to you in terms of you know, the food you eat, the, the training you do around that, what you will look like at that set point. So, um, And that gets you away from that compare and despair idea of Instagram, which is I want yeah. to look like that. And you're a different shape, physique and build. And you're never going to look like that no matter what you do. And it's cli- it's it's kind of cliche, but like be the best version of you. Like yeah, that, yeah. That's yeah. that's what it's all about. And it's so hard in, like I haven't been on Instagram in years. Um, kind I'm of jealous. St- I'm so jealous. No, well, I've, ju- I've, I've just gone back on it. <laughs> uh, oh God, okay. Based on this podcast alone, I said I better get up to it. No, but I, I've just gone back on it um, over the last couple of months with kind of 
open a new gym and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Just, just I need to be in tune with what's going on. But like during COVID, I didn't have Instagram and it was amazing because yeah. um, I wasn't looking at what other trainers were doing. I wasn't looking at what other businesses were doing, what my friends were doing. I was just focused on me um, for better or worse. But I was probably more motivated than ever because like I talked earlier, I, I leaned into the feeling yeah. that I will get from, from exercise, from achieving something opposed to what it'll look like, what numbers I'm lifting. I need to swim 10K faster than Carla. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah, yeah. thinking that way. Um, but, and that, so, but what you're basically saying to our listeners is it's self-acceptance in many respects in terms of, you know, just uh, sail your own boat, as they say. So, you know, it's that idea of just focus on yourself, aim for sustainable, hmm. get an assessment done, make sure you're getting your strength work done, your cardio stuff, eat sensibly, plenty of protein. You're doing a good veg. job of wrapping up my incoherent rambling. Uh, and putting it back but, together. And yeah. then I'm going to pull it back to you because you mentioned it there, which is uh, you just opened your third gym, which is an yeah. amazing achievement. Well mm, done. Thank you. If people want to find out more about you or more about it, where do they go? Uh, FFS.ie or uh, FFS Gyms on Instagram. We just opened in Dundrum Town Centre. It's been a long time in the making. Uh, we It kind of coincided nicely with our 10 year anniversary, which we, which we had a couple of months ago. So uh, it's been a great start and just it wouldn't be possible without the loyalty and support of our, our customers and our community over the last 10 but years. It so all seems to be really sustainable based. So well done. 10 years in business is superb and third gym is absolutely amazing. So folks, if you're listening in and you're looking for somewhere to go in Dublin, do check out the guys at FFS. They're absolutely wonderful at what they do. Rory, thank you for coming in. Much appreciated. Folks, that is it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sustainable, long-term, that's what we're aiming for. So go get it and go and achieve it. We'll see you next week for more Real Health. It's long before. 